Hey everybody, welcome. Hey everybody, welcome to season <laughs> three. <laughs> Gotta get Sometimes one in there. We finish each other's <laughs> sandwiches. sandwiches. <laughs> oh, hey man. everybody, I'm Craig. This is Daniel. What's up? We're in season three of this thematic podcast, and if you haven't made it to the previous couple episodes, they were really more us telling our story and talking about who we are, how God got a hold of us, and um, so different yeah. than some of the other content, and we think it was pretty cool. Yeah. So check it, it out. It was a lot of fun to make, so hopefully you enjoy it, and if you have any questions, just let us know. Yeah. Um, we're Today, we're jumping back into the question answer style. So and excited. So, my head was shaking no, but my heart was saying yes. <laughs> Don't know why I can't control my head movements. So today's question comes from TikTok and user loyalty12010. Yeah. Is the nice. username. So you must be a really loyal person. Thanks for asking this question. It's three words. Simple question. They ask, what is conviction? Mm, so I love it. That's loyalty really good. from TikTok. Thank you for We're the question. We're going to talk about it today. We're yeah. going to have a thematic conversation of what what do we know already? What's automatic to us? What do we what comes to our mind in the Bible? Yeah. And, and to keep at the heart of the show, like none of this, we didn't prep any of this. These are just questions that were pulled and um, so breaking it down, what is conviction? If you've watched any of the episodes or even been to church, you'll hear it come up. So maybe it might be worthwhile to take like five seconds and sort of define what I think Christendom or the church world thinks conviction is. Okay. Conviction is often used like, I was just convicted. I, you know, I walked in this movie and I, I just, I left in the middle of it because I was convicted. I just didn't think I should be seeing the stuff that they were showing. You'll see it in that context or hear it in that context a lot. And what people mean was like, my conscience was seared is sort of another way. Maybe the Bible might talk about it, your conscience being seared. Mm. Like there's something happening around you or to you, or maybe even from you that isn't out of your identity in Christ anymore. And so people will say, I was convicted mm -hmm. of it. Um, I think that there's a broader, more expansive understanding of it, but that's how it's generally used. Would you agree? Yeah, in, in church. In oh, church, for sure. Yeah. Because yeah. I was just looking it up just to see what the Googles had to say. <laughs> and I was reminded, because I, I hear about the word more in faith, church, communities, but you know, it talked about people having political convictions, et cetera. And so yeah, that's I guess more broadly speaking, a conviction would be a, a push to do or not do something about anything that you feel deeply passionate a pre about. A pressing principle. A, yeah, that, a pressing right? principle. Yeah. So I would say in the faith, and I'm sure what this question is asking is uh, when you feel that man, something's not right, or maybe they're even asking about what is conviction of like, I feel so convicted I should do something good like preach yeah you know so i don't know there's a lot of weird church words i grew up in the church it's like an unction have you heard that one like <laughs> oh, i yeah. have an unction an internal promotion a conviction so uh <laughs> if you hear that language a lot rest assured you're in the church world i don't know if it's used anywhere else yeah but those are all things to describe something that is coming internally from me uh, some people might describe it as your conscience in some way, but it, it's probably not from me directly, but something I should listen to okay. right, or heed, like that internal voice. What's the difference between, between conscience and the Holy Spirit in you? Um, I think it's a timeline matter personally. I, I think that if you Googled that, you'd get a hotly debated topic actually. Like there's a, probably a, a deep dive you could do. How I would describe it is I'm kind of a subscriber to like, how C.S. Lewis described the moral law in um, C.S. Lewis's Mere Christianity. Okay. I think all of us have like a moral law as humans. Like we know we probably shouldn't go, 
you know, hurt that baby animal or, you know, hurt another person or, you know, we, we just instinctively know we shouldn't do that. I think okay. that's a conscience. I think the Holy Spirit that convicts you is different than that because um, we're apart from God in our sin. And then once we are saved and filled with the Holy Spirit, we have a different type of conviction. I believe that okay. the Holy Spirit comes to convict the world of its sin but he convicts the believer of his righteousness or his real identity. So that's, I mean, we can dive more into it if you want, but that's how I see the difference. So I, you hear it all the time. People are like, well, you don't need to be Christian to have morals. Like I totally agree. Being a Christian isn't about morals. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you want to talk about that, but yeah. yeah. Well, what do you mean by that? Being a Christian isn't about morals. Yeah. Christianity comes with some morality for sure, but it isn't about being moral because there are moral people who aren't Christians who don't follow Christ. You can follow all sorts of ideologies mm. that have morality, morality in the sense of like the social fabric that binds us, how we ought to treat one another or even ourselves. Christianity certainly is filled with those types of prescriptions because we serve the God or we believe we serve the God who designed us. So of course there's some operating instructions in mm -hmm, there too, mm -hmm. but being a Christian is about one and one thing. It's we used to be dead in our sin and now we are alive in right. Christ and we live for him. That's it. That's what Christianity is. Okay. So it's not just morality. So yeah, you can be moral and not be a Christian. There's lots of great moral people. That's... Being moral won't get you saved. <laughs> also true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. So, conviction you so you said you can have conviction without having the holy spirit yeah because you can have political convictions like so the word right. conviction you can have deep centered principles based on any ideology um that you know but i believe god specifically the god of the universe yahweh right um he gave all humans a moral law okay and it's, it's pretty basic, but it it's present in everyone. And only a handful of people that are like truly, you know, broken mentally probably, you know, won't, won't have it or adhere to it, but we all generally have it. And right, that's right, called our, right. I would call that our conscience. Right. Okay. So for the believer who has the Holy Spirit, um, it's tough when it's just this short sentence to know what this specific person's asking. So we have to cover it from a few. Yeah. Angles. Elaborate here sure. based on what do we think most people, you know, what's the value to most people listening to this? So w which direction do you think that we should go there? Like what's, what's important in this subject? Um, well, I think we should talk about it in the way that we use it on the show because you've said it multiple times and I have. Like we, we said it in the last two episodes. We did? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, you were talking about the thing that was put up on the video screen and you just had a conviction. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, So in that context, you were saying like there was something being shown at a gathering that yep. didn't fit with you, who you were anymore. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, uh, w the last episode I was talking about uh, being in a room where like some inappropriate movie was being shown and you know some form of pornography or something and and this was after i started falling really gave my life to jesus and all of a sudden the way that i felt about it and the way that my spirit inside me was responding to mm -hmm. it and what i felt like i had to do with my action was different than than before and so the way i describe that was i felt there was a conviction there like yeah there's something that's gripping me that says you can't do this anymore. Mm -hmm. And I guess for that matter, we talked about 
also the things that when God got a hold of me, I had this conviction of what I now have to do with my life. Yeah. So it's sort of like flee, but pursue. It can be both. Yeah, it can be both. Right. It's like it, God isn't just a God or Christianity isn't just a belief system that's always against everything that's good. In fact, I believe it convicts you to pursue the things that matter and will fulfill your life and actually be worthwhile and to throw away the things that will bring you to ruin. It might be temporal, you know, temporal, satisfactorily speaking, but no good long-term speaking. Absolutely. So, um, what do you think it means? Do you think it means something different than that? No, that's exactly what I think it means. Nice. Nailed it. We agree agree again. Yeah. So what, what do you do with somebody that's like, I really believe in Jesus. They're, you know, a true follower, let's say. But I hope, I hope you're going where I think you're going. We have different convictions about things. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a hotly debated topic. We should get into it. I think that there's it. a few things we could talk about. Yeah. Like you have different convi- convictions about, well, okay, let's, let's say maybe there's three. You have differing convictions about something that <laughs> is sin question mark yes it is, is it sin, sin? right yeah. or um or what do what do you what do we say to what do we do with the person that is a believer but then they then they don't have any conviction about something yeah for you sure or like dude that you should not be okay with that but you are you are oh man we yeah i've got a lot of opinions on this issue so um which one do you want to talk about first you pick uh, let's talk about. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let's talk about what happens if somebody doesn't have conviction about something. Okay, and you feel like it should be normal for a believer. It's like yeah, it's hey. a huge problem in our society. There's different political viewpoints of like this should be common to you. Like we should all hold this as a value, and then a whole other people group will be like, actually, I hold you know freedom as a value, the freedom to choose, and you know or whatever it is, right? <laughs> Careful like, now. I mean, no, no, I'm just saying it happens a lot. Yeah, like yeah. everyone that's watching this video will run into people with different sets of convictions. Yeah. Is it fair to expect the other group to have the same convictions as you? My answer is no. But I do believe, and again, this goes back to the book, Mere Christianity. Well, it goes back to a truth, but I think C.S. Lewis explains it well. He says that there are certain moralities that are closer to right, and we all know it, right? That's the idea of the moral law. So it's probably most right to give of yourself for other people, and it's probably furthest away from what's right, if there is a right and wrong, to to be greedy. Let's just use money to take all the resources for yourself while people go without. I think most humans would agree that that's probably wrong and to be someone who shares of their wealth is right. Okay. So there is a moral absolute somewhere and certain people can be closer to it or further away. Okay. So I always believe in the good, better, best principle. As a Christian who's been a Christian for many years, my morals ought to look better or different than yours. And if you're just someone in the world who, or baby Christian, I shouldn't expect you to have all the same convictions that I have. Oh, yet. absolutely. Yeah. So that's how I view it. So for sure. I, I don't, this might sound weird. I'm going to get hate mail for this, but I actually don't try to push my convictions on other people. I try to share the word of God with other people and let their convictions mature as they mature. 
that's my. Oh approach. yeah, that may, you're you're definitely sound like you're referring to somebody that's in the world or not a believer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for I'm sure. I'm sorry, I thought that was a framework. No, it wasn't. But this <sighs> wow, is a good what point, a huge though. Error. This is a good point, though, because <laughs> yeah, absolutely, to push a Christian morality uh, or a Christian ethic on people and then condemn them. How could you? Well, it's like, what what else would you expect from somebody that's <laughs> yeah. a sinner living in the world? Yeah. Um. So I agree with you there for okay, sure. Okay, great. So so let's introduce those people to the Holy Spirit, and once they know relationship with the living God, the things will change. And it's okay that convictions grow and morality grows over time. Okay. That's okay. So let's That's talk maturing. about then okay, the person that is in your church. Mm-hmm. They are a believer. Right, let's this just, is a uh, totally different answer. Yeah, let's just assume that they really do believe in Jesus. Oh. You know, there there are wolves you know we're we're in first corinthians now yeah but let's just assume that this person really believes in jesus but on certain things like maybe let's just say that a 90 percent of the stuff they absolutely line up with Mm -hmm. christian orthodoxy Mm -hmm. you know whatever's normal belief but on a few things they're like nah so whether it be like um yeah, I an just, example helps. Yeah, here's an example. Okay. I yeah, I just don't think that the biblical, you know, sexual ethic makes sense for today. And yeah, I love Jesus. And I I follow Jesus, but I think that, you know, they got you know whatever they got married when they were young back then. And I think that you should be able to. I think that God, you know, would expect us to have sex with whoever, just to make sure that it's the right fit before we get married. Yeah, or maybe that does fir- come up. Maybe yeah, maybe like hey, I think pornography is fine. Let's just say it is a married couple, and well, we just watch porn together or whatever. Okay, yeah. So there's a couple examples. Yeah, yeah I've a had se- both those. A examples. sexual ethic. Yeah. Um, and and in your mind, you're thinking, dude, this should be obvious as a Christian. How how are you not convicted about this? Yeah. What do we so, do with that person? So so you're. Con- and there's a million other. Yeah. So there's a prescription in the Bible over it. I mean, I think it's in First Corinthians, right? Um, it's the, the the person who keeps sleeping with their in-law. <laughs> yeah, it's First Corinthians 5. First Corinthians 5, yeah, thank you. Couldn't remember the reference. There's a prescription of what we're actually supposed to do, and it only applies to people who claim to be in the body of believers but still have like pr- like these very obvious like pressing sexual issues or issues that really harm the community and themselves, and they won't change. There's a prescription. Um, that's probably a full episode, but essentially um, you confront them with it you go through the you know you talk to them directly that escalates to the point where and the bible says like you give them over to satan so that satan can have their way with them so that they'll be humbled and come back to the community basically broken and contrite spirit now we're in romans where it says like that those are the things that lead to true character so there's a whole episode probably right there that's how you would in a community likely deal with that person but if you have a relationship with this person um what what you likely is happening is that their conviction um, sense is dulled and it's twisted by the enemy or the world or they've believed a foundational lie and that's why they don't feel the conviction make no mistake the holy spirit is absolutely speaking to them about it Um, and that's where your role whoever's watching this if you have someone in your life like that you really do need to tenderly and lovingly speak up love and truth go hand in hand. Right. You can't have one without the other. We've talked about this in prior episodes. This this is a job 
for you. <laughs> like this is what the community is supposed to be so great at without malice, without judgment, but with true love and truth say, this isn't healthy for you. Mm -hmm. Let's walk it out together. So, so you really should actually engage, especially if you have a relationship. If you don't, I would say pray for them earnestly and look for an opportunity to help them. That's what I would probably do. I wonder if there's somebody that is listening to this that like wh what do we do with the person that's like because sometimes we come across this too don't you think where maybe you have in the past where it's like well yeah i know that that's wrong but i just don't really care i have so, so then that's the one where it's like they're not just saying no i don't i don't believe that's wrong and they don't believe it nor do they care but then there's the people that are like yeah i know i'm not supposed to be getting drunk or, you all know, the time yeah, or doing whatever, but it's like, I just don't, I just don't really marriage. care right now. So, so that's like yeah. the believer, but yeah. So how does, how does somebody re soften a calloused area of their heart that has, that they've intentionally doled their ear to the Holy spirit? Yeah, that's a really good question. <laughs> I mean, um, in the first case, we're talking about people who know people like that. Um, my, my, I'm going to retreat now. So I've been pretty out there. I'm going to retreat because there's so much nuance to what I just said. Like you really should have a relationship. It should be done in love. And there's a lot of context behind it, but I'm going to retreat to this position. The entire purpose of the body of Christ is to, is to show the world that we are his by our love one for another. That's like our purpose. Our mission is to, to perpetuate the gospel and make disciples. And we do it by iron sharpening iron and loving each other. The purpose of the community is for this kind of use case. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to retreat to that position and be like, there's a lot of context around that and how it should be done. And there's positional authority. And are you walking in relationship and all those right. questions that, that are probably right. all episodes, but, but the question is what is conviction? The, 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 the answer is the internal, um, before you're saved, the conviction of the Holy Spirit convicts you that you need Jesus and that you have sin, mm -hmm. the noun sin. You are apart from God. That's all the function of conviction does before the day that you're saved. After you're saved, it does one and one thing only. It convicts you of your righteousness. Mm. You are now a creation, a new creation, Craig. That old world isn't for you anymore. So it's no longer like nitpicking, like here's all the little sins you do, right? It's right. Never, never that anyway. But what it is now is like, you're my son now, right. Craig, fully vested son. This isn't for us anymore. This behavior isn't what we do. Yeah, I love that. You know, so it's, it's speaking now, to identity. Yeah, to identity from identity. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. like you're a son of God now. Yeah. You don't have to watch that. Yeah. You're no longer a slave to sin. So the 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 conviction is even more present, but it's filled with love and from identity. And so now if you've got a believer that claims to be a believer, but that conviction of his righteousness or her righteousness isn't functioning within them, they've probably covered their ear to the Holy Spirit. Make no mistake, he's been speaking. Now it's our job to help the Holy Spirit in community. I say that reverently. You know what I mean? We participate as a community hmm. and it's an act of love to reach out in genuine gentleness and meekness, right? Um, Paul says, be careful how you correct people lest you fall into the same thing. Oh yeah. yeah right. Yeah. So you do it with meekness and love yeah. and tenderness and all those things. But yeah, no, we absolutely, this, you'll hear it all the time. Oh, you don't have any right to judge me. Well, if you claim to be in the same family of God wow. that I am, it's in actually fact, my if, loving responsibility. No, yeah. In first Corinthians five, he says, 
we are not to judge those who are outside the church, but we are, are to, to judge, judge those who are yeah, in the church. Sorry, and it's and been abused even, and all those yeah, things. Yeah. But and but even the where you described what to some people if they haven't read it are probably like what handing somebody over to Satan. Yeah, we should probably expand. Number on one, that. like what does that even mean? Um, yeah. You threw it out there. I did That's throw it out there. It's a, it's a deep water one. Uh, but uh, yeah, what does that even mean? Do but, you, I'm going to pull it up so we can quote it exactly. But go ahead, keep going. Okay. You could pull it up, but yeah, he he literally says this to hand them over to Satan. But this is, in my opinion, the key because it says that their soul might be saved. Like, come on, I, I think in the kingdom, the point the point of anything is, like you said, love. So the point of mm-hmm. hard conversation, the point of even discipline, the point of whatever is always for the other person's. Best interest yeah, and for, for their, their growth mm-hmm. versus in the world, judgment or anything like that. It, it could just be like, well, forget you. I won't, I'm going to push you down. Right. The point of judgment is to exclude them in exclude the world. Exclude them. Yeah. The point of our judgment is to include them. Like, this is how our exactly. community operates. Exactly. Like, you can't just have sex with anybody you want to have sex with in our community. You are in a committed, loving relationship and you understand the power and the gift that sex is. And we all agree as a community that's how we operate. Right. Those are the laws. That, those are the rules of the house that are common to the whole house. Like, right. You know, it's it's the goal of judgment is for their benefit and for their inclusion. Yeah. yeah. And, and we're using that one uh, subject, you know, a few times in this episode. But really, it's not about just It could, it could sex. be yeah. alcoholism. It could be gossip. Any, gossip, could, yeah. But, but let's, Pride, greed, anything. Yeah. So any of those sins or anything negative on this side of the spectrum. But what about for a moment the things that you ought to feel convicted toward mm-hmm. the promptings that maybe you don't. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. so we've talked a lot about the negative things. Are you convicted about this sin or not? Stir up the... Yeah, what are the... Yeah. Like, I'll give you an example for me. There's been differing seasons in my life where sometimes it's like, I don't need anybody telling me to, you know, I'm going out on my own preaching, preaching the gospel of Jesus on the streets. Like, ah, that's what I want to do. I just want to tell everybody about Jesus. And though I'm a pastor and have been in ministry forever, there's definitely been a lot of seasons where it's like, I don't, I don't really want to ki- tell any, like, I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't, there's not like a lot of drive in me to go and reach people for Jesus. Right. Um, now that's, that is my call in my life. <laughs> I want to hide from people for myself. Yeah, I mean, but there's there's <laughs> yeah. definitely been seasons. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Where and I I don't know if I would say I wasn't convicted to do it, but maybe maybe I just was tired or whatever. But I guess that there has been seasons where like there's less of a you know man people need salvation or whatever. Yeah, like this is normal. any any number of things that we should do. Yeah. So if somebody is like a believer and it's like man I know that I should care more about. Like intellectually, I know that I should care more about X, Y, or Z, but I just don't feel it to the degree that my soul is moved. I have that conviction that's pushing me. How can people cultivate that which they know they should cultivate? And mm. I, you can answer, but I would just even loop back around to what you said. I would say cultivate your, re- your relationship with God, not focused on the tasks. Focus again on the relationship and your identity because to me, everything that we should do and everything that we shouldn't do, like refraining from things and doing things, 
is only ever going to last in a healthy way if it flows from relationship. That's it. And you identity. Got it. If if any of those things are just out of empty duty or legalism or rules, oh, I'm not going to do this and this and this yeah. just because it's the rules, or I'm I better do this, I better serve in the church, I better give my yeah, money, or I, I better I have a, stack those chairs, or I better like at some point you're going to burn out. Yeah. Because if it's not a flow from relationship, I have a real life example that's like so good. Um, you always have good examples. <laughs> thank you. By the way, you said duty earlier. Thank you for that. Um, duty. Duty. With yeah. a T. No, no, I know. I'm like, uh, it triggered me to uh, remember. <laughs> I thought you were making a joke. <laughs> no, like like a, a third grade joke. <laughs> I guess that's not above me. Um, when I was in uh, younger in ministry, I was a youth pastor. Like we had a culture on our staff of like, you take good care of your wife and you still date them and you take them on dates. And so, by the way, my wife is exquisite in every way. And I'm truly lucky to have my wife. You and, definitely married up. Yeah, yeah. And I don't the, know how you landed this supermodel. It was the but. Lord. Yeah, I mean, 100%. <laughs> and the Bible says he who finds a, a wife finds a good thing. And I, I mean, I have that. And along the line, duty, the duty of being a good husband stripped me of the joy of being with my wife. Huh. Can you do you track that? The yeah. duty of being because a good husband. Because you felt this pressure from this external from system my saying you need to do this, this, and this yeah. to be a good husband. And now all of a sudden it wasn't your free will to We're on a date. I'm obviously not present. And my exquisite wife leans across the table, tears in her eyes, and she's like, I don't ever want you to take me out again if you don't want to be here. Man. Seriously? Seriously. Yeah. She could tell. She knew. Yeah. And I was the pressure and the duty to do it just this every week you should go on da, 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 da. those are good activities, but without the right heart and the relationship for it to flow from, they will be the death of you. I'm just saying this is why in Christianity we are allowed to have different and varying convictions because we're all on a journey literally hand in hand with the son of God becoming our best version of ourselves every day. And we should look around in love and give a ton of grace to everybody else on that same walk. Hmm. And we should clear the weeds in front of them and we should walk behind them and catch them when they fall because that's the heart of God. So conviction is internal from the Holy spirit, convicting of us of who he made us to be and helping guard and defend us from places we shouldn't be mm. and things we shouldn't be involved with all for our good. And as a community, we need to rally around those things and they might have varying differences, but it will never amount to a total difference. Beautiful. Yeah. So maybe in conclusion, we could say there are definitely times and contexts within which the community should speak to has an obligation to speak to mm -hmm. specific issues but primarily or generally speaking we ought to cultivate re helping people grow in their relationship with god and their identity in him and let the holy spirit do the convicting not us because that's what we do sometimes Come too. On. we try and put our convictions on that's somebody it. else and if it doesn't get its source from the holy spirit like they may accept that either they won't accept it or they may for a little while or worse. They just do what you prescribe to them. That was a huge mistake I made as a youth pastor was I would tell people what to do. Honestly, one of my biggest mistakes, here's what I should have said in every encounter when students would come to me like, should I go to Bethel school of supernatural ministry or should I go to college or should I do that? Whatever I would mistakenly give them answers 
when what I should have done is like, well, let's figure out how Talk to hear the, to listen to the, hear the voice of the Lord and what he's saying to you. Yeah. That's the best way. So that's, I think, a perfect and pure way to describe exact. It's not that I don't care what they do. I'm totally vested in what they choose. Yeah. And you have an opinion probably I that you would love to And share. I know them pretty well. And so sometimes my answers were pretty close. But the problem is they're mine. Yeah. At the end of the day, it needs to be their conviction and their walking it out with Jesus and me cheering them on, standing right next to him you know, supporting them. So mm-hmm. that, that should be the heart. So that's what conviction is and how it, it plays out, um, in, in a, in a healthy community, there's all sorts of abuses and, yeah, you know, malfunctions, but that's for a different episode. Cool. Well, I hope that helped. Yeah. I got some insight from you for sure. It's cool. Did yeah, you get any great. from me? A ton. I took a lot of <laughs> copious notes. <laughs> Craig, I always get insight from oh, you because, you. uh, you live out everything that I've ever heard you preach. Oh, man. Well, I try to. I know you do. I remember when I was in a preaching class in college, and I said, well, I don't want to preach on that because I'm not perfect at it yet. And he rebuked me so hard. (laughs) He goes, if you only ever preach on the things that you're perfect at doing, you're not going to be preaching about very much, are you? You're going to be preaching a lot about hair. What are you saying? Because you have perfect hair, but that's all I'm giving you. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway. That's great, man. Well, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for the question. Loyalty, hope that helps. And if any of you have a question that you want Maybe become a, an episode of the podcast. Send it in to us at thethematicpodcast.com. And, and please, would you leave a review and rate this and share it with a friend? That's the only way to, that it gets out to more people. So God roll. bless you, and we'll see you next time. See ya.